What is good to find dolls? All right, listen, I'm gonna push it to the limit. <laughs> that used to be one of my workout songs, y'all. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm still in bed. It's Saturday morning. I'm gonna try to figure out what to eat. And y'all know um, I have to order, well, I already ordered it at five in the morning yesterday. A new phone, it's an eggplant color, which I think is so funny. <laughs> But I got the big one. Like, I got some girth on it. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be, like, a, such a funny... Um... <laughs> but anyways, <coughs> I wanted to... Um, I just finished doing a podcast uh, on um, Black women in community. I want to shift more to, like, encouraging us to get those likes and those views up for things that pertain to Black women. If these... Um, News outlets are putting resources into covering the stories, to building coverage, to building awareness. Let's support them. So this one that I'm going to, oh, and just real quick, the reason I was saying a new phone is because this phone, it's not charging anymore. So <laughs> the little bit of charge that I have, um, I could try to save it or I could try to upload something. So that's why I'm kind of like booking it against time and I'm waiting for the new phone. That's why I mentioned the phone. But anyways, so this, this, um... One, I haven't heard it yet, but it says here and now, Texas Association of Black Female Physicians. There's only 58 views on that. Now, granted, it is Fox News, but at the same time, if they're willing to feature us black women to contact the, the female um, physicians, y'all, let's sh show support for these type of things. There's another one that's titled um, American Black Women Face Disproportionately High Rates of Maternal Mortality, right? Only has 3,000 views on that. But let's go ahead and listen to this together. Let me see if I, it's 4 minutes and 21 seconds. I might interject a little bit here and there, but let's go. Might get a commercial. Yep, commercial at the beginning. For Motorola. <laughs> A new report ranks Texas 49th in women's health and reproductive care. One group of doctors is looking to address this tendency and deficiency, one that is even more pronounced among black women. Box 4 Sean Rabb has more on this week's Here and Now report. There's a new report by the Commonwealth Fund that listed Texas, ranked Texas as 49th in the nation when it comes to reproductive and women's health care. And so to talk about this and talk about uh, what they are trying to do to change this dynamic, I want to talk today with some folks from the Texas Association of Black Female Physicians. Uh, Pamela Lowry is the chairman of, of that body. Uh, Dr. Lisa Taylor Kennedy is the president. And Dr. Uh, Juanita Crable, board-certified obstetrician gynecologist, one of the founding members. First, I just want to jump in and, and get reaction to the fact that only New Mexico and Mississippi rank lower than Texas. You know what, Sean, and that's exactly why this organization was formed, because we saw that there is not only a need on the patient side, but also on the physician side. Dr. Kennedy, tell us what you see as the aim of uh, the Texas Association of Black Female Physicians. Well, one of our aims is really just to improve the health status of black women in Texas. And part of the issue is just education. Mm. Um, we 
many of our patients don't have the information and some never see a doctor. We say, well, I don't have, I'm healthy. I don't have any health issues. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have any if you don't go see a physician. So you may not know that you have underlying hypertension, which is one of the major causes of um, mortality, morbidity in pregnant patients, but also in, in people in general. I think it's a broad spectrum of things. Um, But what I see on the medical level and in my clinic, one thing that I see a lot in my office is mistrust. And I think I, you know, when when patients see someone who looks like them, it it kind of decreases that barrier a little bit. Big time, big time. Y'all, I have shared my stories about like having to just go in and I'm literally at the mercy of like, you know, this person's views and thoughts and what they're going through. So you better trust and believe. And I have gone out of my way to research like my uh, my primary doctor, my OBGYN. I put in the work. I researched it. I looked at their credentials. And I'm not just going to go to any and anybody if I have to drive a little bit further out um, to go to my um, OBGYN that is a black female or my primary caregiver, which thankfully she is local. And it's to the point where I, I was telling my mom about her too. It's like, yeah, no, I prefer to go to a black woman. And thankfully with both of those, they um, they understand the assignment. Let's just put it like that, right? And I think that this, this, is, this is important in so many ways too because representation matters. When little black girls are able to see, you know, black female physicians, that matters. It imprints like it's possible. It's doable. And if you get a chance to look at the imagery, I'm not sure what I'll use for the thumbnail. It looks good to see me on the screen, right? That representation, that professionalism, the medical expertism that comes. <laughs> I think the other thing I wanted to mention, too, is. um. Oh, OK, it's not coming to me. So let's get back into this. Yeah. And so, yes, I still have struggles, you know, trying to educate my patients. But I think just history in the U.S. just leads a lot of these patients that look like us to to have a lot of mistrust in the medical community, getting the education out there and letting um, people know that we are on their side and we are here trying to help them, um, not harm them. I think, you know, that's a message that I have to speak pretty much every day in my clinic. We have a lot of health issues that can lead to infertility. So one thing that I treat often is fibroids. And, you know, I just think sometimes those things are overlooked. And then I also see a lot of endometriosis, which we know is oftentimes misdiagnosed. And I don't think that we emphasize enough and, and get enough education out to women in this state again, because of a broader spectrum of things mm-hmm. about about these topics. And, and I- so two things, and I think, so same thing with financial literacy, y'all know I'm huge on that. Rising star, Virgo, health and wealth, like those are the things. So this is goes in tandem with that. But I think that um, several things too. I am the first person to like this um, video, 58 views. So if you really support with me and you rock with me, I'm not asking for money. I'm not asking for anything. Please go to the thumbnail find the video and like it because they don't have to do these pieces and so but with that being said i talk about how age of aquarius is for the woman right this is about awareness because now if you're in texas and you didn't know that there was this type of resource boom there it is right right smack dab in your face it's like it will come up and i think that 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 helps with the barrier too because it's one thing to kind of just be out there 
and be like, eh, but it's like, oh, okay, cool. I got these physicians. I have this association. Let me tap into them and see if they can find a doctor in my area that, that they can recommend me to because now they understand the assignment, right? And so now you're not having to, to guess like, oh, is this person for me or should I just go anywhere? That type of thing. So that is just as important too. I think that's very important. So we want to partner and plan on partnering with churches around Dallas, as well as some of our social organizations. Um, Might as well do churches because churches be having like 95% of the, the women there. And you would think, right, because y'all know I have my gripes with churches as I'm doing this on Saturday. Happy Sabbath. How y'all doing, right? <laughs> um, Type of thing, because when you start to step back and have more of an analytical mind and kind of really take understanding of what's going on. These churches, even though their churches are comprised predominantly of women and black women in particular, they're not doing anything to, to address domestic violence or women's health issues. All they're doing is just collecting that tithe, collecting women's tithes. And a lot of times these women, like I said, they, they're not speaking out against domestic violence. They're not talking about their health issues and they're not teaching them financial literacy so that when they retire, since they've given 10 percent of their tithes to the church, are you making sure that these women are not going to end up in a convalescent home and don't have their retirements fully funded? You know what I'm saying? Like their retirement funds fully fun uh, funded and stuff like that. But it's like I I do like and appreciate that they're partnering with churches. And I think, again, it's going to be interesting. It shouldn't even be a struggle. But again, for these churches, it's kind of like, eh, it's not going to really affect our bottom line, even though the majority of churches are con are comprised of black women. Even And so it's one of those organiz organizations or corporations, because LLC, um, churches are under 501Cs. I remember I was talking to one of my um, high school... Um, I grew up with his, I grew up with their son and stuff. And so in some ways, not, not like we're not in each other's face all the time, but they had one son. And so I was the token, like everybody that had boys, I was like the girl that they wanted type of a thing. And so they've looked out for me for years, like years from like, since I was seven. So we, uh, I went to school with their son from seventh grade all the way to 12th grade. Um, he, he does, um, photography and he did the drone. He, he used the drone to do, um, the first house that I sold. Beautiful work, beautiful work. Um, and he's, he, um, he does photography for like celebrities and stuff like that. But his dad is an elder. His dad just retired. He, he got fed up with the whole system too. But, um, so he still goes to church, but he's not involved in, in it anymore but I was telling him like the church is a 501c it's a business and he's like what I'm like yeah once I found that out and I'm like when you start to understand that it's a business it's one of the business models where the majority of its constituents they're not looking in the best interest of their constituents right so if you look at like Chipotle or Chick-fil-a or like I don't know Burger King or um like Nordstrom's or stuff, they have policies and things in place that are for the best interest of their clients, right? That serve their, their clients. The church does not predominantly do anything for its women, right? They don't, 
And so, but anyways, now that I went on a tangent, yes, I'm happy that they're trying to partner with churches, but I'd be interested to see how many churches just don't take them up on it because it doesn't affect their bottom line, even though the majority of those tithe-paying people that keep the lights on for them and pays their salaries are women. They're not going to invite them in here to make sure that their health is in place, right? Churches around Dallas as well as some of our social organizations, um, sororities, fraternities, um, Jack and Jill of America, other black organizations that can reach the population at large. And I want to make sure that we make it clear that we're for all uh, patients and all physicians, but also too, on the flip side, we will provide cultural competency um, training. So, And I love this. I talk about how for us black women, we've always, and I think it kind of speaks to the, to the Eve gene, right? At the end of the day, we gave birth to everything, right? When you think of Mother Nature. So out of the Eve gene, you get everything. And I think that that inherently explains why a lot of us have that maternal instinct. Like, that's why we'll be inviting, like, everybody to the cookout type of a thing. And you wanted to say, like, you're one of us. And I talk about this. The reason, like, even Goldman Sachs said that the biggest impact that you can have is by working with black women is because they're going to be inclusive so yes is it are they trying to reach um black women yes but they're not going to exclude hispanic women asian women other demographics whatever what have you i'm gonna go back and play it a little bit too because she also talks about training them how to be sensitive and i think that for women that are not you know black like myself but i know i have um listeners from all over um, and that we are a little bit like mixed backgrounds and stuff like that. That's where we build that sisterhood. That's where you learn more about my culture. When I walk in and I'm, you know, you're my nurse. How are you sensitive to to some of the things that I, that I'm going to need that come with me being bundled the way that I am. Right. And so that's how we build the sisterhood. And I think that that's important. And I talk about this too, because in the last podcast, I, I said it, but I want to say here too. The reason Goldman Sachs said that to invest in black women is because they're going to have a diverse employment. When they start their businesses, they're going to be hiring. They don't really pay as much attention to like if it's a white male programmer or a like a, a, a black engineer that's working on their stuff or if it's an Asian woman that's doing this or if it's a Hispanic woman that's doing this. But I've noticed like even in the insurance sector, in the life and health insurance sector, you will have whole entire Hispanic life insurance age uh, groups, right? So they they don't have any black people. They don't have any white people. They, it's it's all unidos. Jamás seramos vencidos, right? Unidos. Jamás seramos vencidos, right? Everybody in Hispanic is in there. They stick within themselves, which there's nothing really wrong with it. But at the same time, When you go to Asian too, they will have all Asian, everything, 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 like no black, no white, no Hispanic, no nothing. And then if you go to a a white life insurance agency, they'll have their token black woman or their token black man. When you go to a, um, and and I've I've been observing this, right? I've been in the life insurance sector for a little bit. Um, I just recently got relicensed, but um. 
what is so interesting is like if if there if the black if it's a black man or a woman that is at at the head of the um life insurance group or the insurance group, we have everything, baby. We have mixes. We have Indian. We have white. We have Hispanic. We have Asian. We have everything, and so everybody benefits, right? And so I think like that's why I'm comfortable too, like focusing on yeah. Once black women get our stuff together, we're more likely to extend that olive branch. Whereas I think, and, and this is part of the reason how we ended up in this whole situation because how is it that we're gonna have white women that are physicians and not give a damn about what happens to like minority populations or how it affects them, right? And so it takes. It takes these women having to go through their education system, using their areas of expertise to now reach back and be the voice, right? And so I, I am hopeful, like I said, there's there's another podcast I want to do a feature on where you see the camaraderie between sisterhood, even though they're two different ethnicities, you know, that, that we understand that we there's more to us being more in common with us being women than we've been giving ourselves credit for. So, but anyways, let me go ahead and play this again. I, I like I said, I like that um, they're extending the olive branch. I think it's one of those things like sometimes I do want to, but I do get tugged at my heartstrings. And I think it's just part of what comes with a black woman. I think it does cost us sometimes because um, I'll talk about it in another podcast. But even when they were talking about like Asian anti-discrimination laws, they will use black people and if you if I'm going to I'm going to try to find the video to keep leveraging about how we need anti-discrimination but at the same time they'll be like oh but Asians are at, at even higher um discrimination rates and so it's one of those things like you're showing up rep- representing for them but they're only representing for themselves like they're not trying to say like all people they had those black people show up to pass even more anti anti Asian discrimination laws. Does that kind of make sense? So and and I get it because no one should be discriminated against, but I don't see the reciprocation, right? I don't see the reciprocation. Like, what other women's physician groups do you hear or associations say? Let's make sure that we have diversity. Let's make sure that we have you know women from other to speak about their experiences and to be sensitive about that, right? So let's go, Erica other black organizations that can reach the population at large. I want to make sure that we make it clear that we're for all uh, patients and all physicians, but also too, on the flip side, we will provide cultural competency um, training. So everyone will know how to also deal with not only the black patient, but also the black physician. And if people would like to have more information, they can always check us out at blackfemalephysician.com. Um, so we can provide. Re- yeah. So go definitely check them out. Blackfemalephysician.com. It is a Texas association of black female uh, physicians. Um, I think that's huge. Um, Texas is one of the biggest states we have out here in North America. And again, I love it too, because this is something that we can replicate like in California and Florida, New York, Idaho, Colorado, so on and so forth. Right. So I love what this means um, going forward too. resources to quality care. And what's that website again? It's blackfemalephysician.com. Pamela Lowry, Dr. Uh, Lisa Kennedy, and Dr. Juanita Crable, thank y'all for visiting with us and sharing uh, uh, your concerns about women's health. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. 
And for more information on their work and educational opportunities being created, check out their website at blackfemalephysician.com. And so even with that, it's kind of interesting because y'all know I've made several digs at Fox News or Fox News. I think, you know, if we can kind of step back a little bit and they they have <clears throat> they have their messy stuff. But if they're willing to cover black, uh, give a spotlight to Texas Association of Black Female Physicians, then that's something that I can get behind because it's in my best interest. Right. Let's look at the comments. Um, so, and, and so sure enough, there's this guy, this black guy in the comments, Jason Bradford, four, seven, four, one, seven, six, which explains why there's 58 views, but not, I was, I'm the first person to like it. You're going to see on the thumbnail, I'm the first person to like this, right? He says, please end this black discussion. And it's interesting because this is why I'm saying like, we have to like low key for real, like just let black guys figure stuff out on their own because all this time, a lot of us black women were out here like trying to fight for the whole, what we thought was the whole community. And they're now they're the ones saying like, oh, there's no black discrimination. No, there's no, you know, white supremacy. There is no racism, whatever, what have you. When they suffer just as bad, if not worse than we do from from the racist infrastructure. Now, that being said, I'm going to let them have their, their pie. I'm not, I put down me wanting to fight for that stuff. I think that... It's interesting, though, because even when you I'm more of the one who kind of addressed the racial aspect of it. But I think with with him saying this is a and this black discussion, this has more so to do with women. And she talks about how it's inclusive, like their goal is that, yes, we want to help reach black women because we are disproportionately affected. Right. In the sense that. We still have things that we have to clear out and flush out, whether it's healing um, some people can say, well, we don't have that system anymore, but you still have the residual of certain behaviors, right? If we if we were taught from our parents to stay away from the medical doctors because of medical apartheid, guess what I'm going to teach my niece and my and future generations, right? So how do we flip it and how do we heal? How do we progress? But again, I feel like with him saying this, this is, I think, more so about being woman-centric, you know, and I think that that being woman centric will be a, a greater conversation, too. Right. And it means that everybody's going to um have to step up and figure out, well, you know, if you're non melanated, you know, instead of just putting a blanket statement, we do have different things that affect us, you know, that affect us differently and stuff. And there is cultural sensitivity that needs to go into place with it. Right. Just the same way, like if I'm going to go into another country, you think I could just go into another country and practice real estate or law or medicine and not be aware of the cultures like even in business, even in business. And it's not even so much that it's racist when um because I, I grew up like my my undergrad and my MBA were in business administration. I had different concentrations. But um, I, I'll never forget my, my uh, one of the professor I had for both undergrad and, and graduate, even though he um, taught the, the marketing classes. And I remember this one lady, she used to do like, um, uh, what is it? Like um, football, like football, Super Bowl ads. She actually used to put them together. So it was really cool to um, 
have her teach us for the little time. Of, but I think she was way out of our <laughs> out of our budget. Um, so we only had her for like one or two quarters and stuff. And it was so interesting. But even with her, <clears throat> she was telling us like, you want to be careful. Like if you're working with like certain Asian cultures, um, you have to be careful. Like even how you give them your, your card and how you eat. And you always have to make sure to like give them a gift and stuff like that too. And the symbolism behind it and stuff. And so, you have to be sensitive to other people's cultures. And I think that other cultures remain that intact. Whereas with us, we're expected to be treated any kind of way without even advocating for ourselves or or inviting you to really understand how we do certain things or how we operate, right? Not in a way that's limiting, like, oh, we always have to act this way. But you have to understand when I walk into a hospital and I'm like scanning to be like, okay, can I find a woman? Can I find a black woman? And then it's like literally beeline to the nurse. Like, I need help. I need, this is what I need. Can you please help me? And it's like, understand the assignment. Okay. And so it's like, if it, if there's no black women there, then it's kind of like, okay, next next option, white woman. And then to her, it just be like, girl, what what's the problem? Like, you know, da da da. And it's like, Ooh, I don't know if she's she's gonna try to like harm me or not really have my best interest at heart. So I don't know. I think that it serves women in general too to just be like more more woman centric. And and I'm I'm done with the XYs like at this point. It just is what it is. If you're on my podcast and you know how I feel about that, but yeah, I think it's crazy for him to put his dusty con- conversation here when this has to do more so with women and to see it as, as an opportunity for these physicians to um to to make a difference and just turn it into like please end this black discussion. No, there's far more reaching conversations that are to be had here, much more to be celebrated. But like I said, if th- listen, I'm going to give you what you want, okay? I'm going to give you what you want. There's a saying that says, like, they got what they asked for, but not what they wanted. I'm going to give you what you asked for. I'm going to give you what you wanted. Because if you want to end this black discussion, guess who's going to suffer more? Not black women. Not black women. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because if anything, they're already kind of ahead of stuff in terms of education, in terms of being in the medical professions, employment, housing, financial literacy. Do we have some setbacks? Yeah. But I think even in the next 10 to 20 years, because of the forward movements, we're going to be way, way more ahead. And I, you know, by the time these guys figure out their own stuff, if they ever do, then whatever. But yeah. So anyways, let's go to the next comment. So it says here. I don't know what that, What I don't even understand the, the, the sentence what they're saying here. I'll just read it. Maybe you might understand. It says, I just before saw the video that contained the woman on blacklist though. Whatever that means. Cause y'all, y'all think I'd be kind of like really acting funny with the grammar and stuff. But if that meant something to you, ah, uh. then this one says, um, known to men, not to mention one from the group has a warning attached to her. Yeah, so then the the part of the comment, this is so weird because these are troll comments, right? Because this one said, shortest list known to man, not to mention one from the group has a warning attached to her. Yeah, so obviously these people will, that's who viewing the content, but they're doing it to downgrade 
and denigrate as opposed to like me when I go on on stuff that have to do with XYs I just stay in my lane I don't even comment if I do watch it I just don't even comment you know just leave it alone type of a thing but it's like how dare you come over here this is conversations for women conversations for our health and our well-being and then you come on here and make it about yourself and your issues and just all perpetrating all the stigmas that come with you know what women have to go through so I don't know y'all just kind of like I I start to understand why I'm frustrated and why I've said some of the things one of the podcasts I I will probably release it at a, a later time but it will get definitely give you depth to depth to why I say some of the things that I say and why I have the views that I do um, and stuff like that. But in either event, um, let's just go ahead and close it out. Um, ladies, especially for my black women, if they're putting together resources and airtime and that type of stuff to highlight us, let's celebrate us. Let's Push that algorithm up so that we can get more content, build more awareness. What I was saying, too, is when I say that Age of Aquarius is for the the woman is because um, you'll understand that especially around the globe that there are there is like they're not given access to education. Right. So if you can't read, you're up a creek. But because of the way that social media works, a lot of it is spoken word. And so short of there being language barriers and this is why the spoken word is so important right somebody anywhere around the world can listen to what they have to say and learn something from listening right so now we are kind of now I'm not saying throwing reading out of the window but now you can learn through seeing and hearing and so um even you know even though we should research for ourselves it's like it's right here we have awareness Right. And so this is why I feel like this new age dissemination of information, it's at your fingertips and and we can spread the good news. I remember um, I've talked about how I grew up Christian and um, I had to listen to 89.7, which is um, good news. I think at one point their ad lib thing was kind of like good news and stuff like that. KSGN, 89.7 KSGN. And so. Um, they talked about good news, right? And so it's one thing to have news about people toe-tagging each other, crime rates, domestic violence, femicides. Those things are important, but I think I want to take more of the aspect of like, let me bring up the good news. Let me build up the awareness. Let me bring up the consciousness. Let me talk a little bit about our women's nature and what I think we have going on for us in the same way that they're visible. I want to just add that that voice that makes sure that we are looking out for ourselves breathing lives into ourselves, seeing the potential in ourselves, you know, um, and, and that type of thing too. And like, and again, I'll close out with this, you know, go like the, 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 the video, maybe if Fox is not your news, there are other things. If you type black women into YouTube search engine that resonate with you, then go hit the like button on there, put some eyeballs on it. Because they're putting out resources for us that are highlighting us in a favorable light that's giving information that's beneficial for us for housing, for medical care. Um, One of the ones I want to do talks about like mental health, um, using artwork. Another one talks about um, black women and food. 
and our association with with food um in the sense of how we nourish our families right and and she talks about it being plant based because um if a lot of us have ties to like spirituality and mother nature then we're going to want to eat more plant based and i've talked about this myself too where uh coming to the realization like from the people that i was talking to it's like yeah if you're really about mother mother earth and mother nature then you pay attention to your consumption of meat and um and how you even engage with that energy and how do you heal that energy because at the end of the day the animals suffer too and animals are living beings right (laughs) i don't know if you can hear my little fur baby in the background um but yeah so i i will go put my phone back on the charger but yeah those are a couple other podcasts I want to cover on um, black women and art, black women and plant based, uh, you know, in, in connection with Mother Nature. And then, um, yeah, so I'll talk to you all on the flip side. Love you. Take care. I'm rooting for you from my corner. I'm getting myself in, uh, together, getting back into trading and so developing it because not only am I wanting to be as financially secure for myself. It's stuff I look forward to passing on to my my godchildren and my niece and making sure that they have that. But then getting to a point where I can um, put things in place, like whether, I don't know if I'll be the one doing the courses, but I'll definitely make it to where I can sponsor or do scholarships for people that, that need it. Like for any woman, really, I think of single moms, even though I'm not a mom myself, because if they can learn how to trade and they can teach their children, you know, but again, it's for, I'm extending the olive branch for just single women too, like single women or, you know, if you're married or whatever, I'll just don't mention, be like, my man, my man, my man. No, keep that outside type of a thing. And, and let's just focus on getting to this back type of a thing. But yeah. So yeah, I'm working on that on my end. And who knows, like this gives me ideas too, because um the one that we saw that we heard on the podcast before was about building homes and they had a kind of like a, uh, a an association of their own for physicians. They had an association of their own. I've talked about how there's not that many women traders and I don't really fully understand why we're not able to be as cohesive as um, other things, but other other sets of population of people. But in my hearts of hearts, I would love to have like a women's trading group, um, a little bit more visibility and or find more, yeah, more visibility for us to kind of connect because even the stages I'm in right now, it's like I like to hear my content. From someone who, not, not, I mean, it could be a woman and or a black woman. Either one of those is going to, I think, be helpful and to have that unity and to be in a trading group where it's kind of like I feel comfortable, um, you know, just chatting, chatting it up with the girls and getting to that bag. So that that's something that I will be working towards. And I have a lot of projects on my plate, but um, I'm just taking them one day at a time. I have no other choice. And so just kind of managing my own mental health on the back end and then leveraging the, the spurts of productivity and then giving my time to myself to also rest. But yeah, so that's kind of what's happening over here. Hopefully you kind of notice some kind of shift in what I've been addressing, but that will come out too. I think the most 
one that will kind of explain the shift that I went through is going to be called like, consider the source of who you're getting information from. Because if you have people who are obligated to their XY, whether it's their spouse or their son, when they're giving advice to me and I'm single, it's like, it's actually, in my opinion, not in my best interest. And so I think that that's why they need to, like, if you have a spouse, then you should be giving advice to people that have a spouse because you have your responsibilities. But don't try to put me in a situation that's actually, in my opinion, I believe not in my best interest, if that kind of makes sense. So, and again, I I said it before too, it's like, you're going to have a, a mom telling women that we're mean because, and I, I, I put do not recommend, so I'll, I won't be seeing that, that on my algorithm, you know, coming up in my feed anymore, but telling, telling women to cash up men and it's okay to cash up them because they're single fathers. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't you cash up women for mother's day instead? Wouldn't you get way more payback for like bang for your buck? But it's because it's like, well, what if that was my son? And it's like, well, what if it was your son? Then you take care of your son. You cash up your son. But don't have the rest of us single women out here or single moms even cash shopping men, whole able-bodied men. Let men do it. You talk to the men and tell them to do that. But I just, and so and then that's when I started to realize I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have taken advice from this woman because it's a woman, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, that's not the best that's not the best advice for a woman because if I stripped back all of those things and I said, okay, um, women, should we be cash shopping men? All of y'all would say no, but then you're going to come in and be like, no, 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 no. But like, I got sons and you're like, oh, okay, well then let me cash up somebody's son. Or it's like, oh, well, I got a husband. So like, what if he was out here and he needed something? So you mean to tell me like, he couldn't reach out to another man or you'd be like, men need to stick together, cash up each other so that women don't have to. But nah, you're telling us like, yeah. So, but anyways, I'm done y'all. Talk to you later. Bye.